Welcome to The Preference Sheet, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the private and personal chef industry, both on land and on board luxury yachts. I'm your host, Ali Challoner-Jones, founder and owner at High End Chefs. Join me as we dive deep into interviews and engaging discussions with talented professionals, exploring the secret ingredients that make chefs stand out and uncover the stories that fuel their passion for culinary excellence. So whether you're a culinary enthusiast or simply curious, subscribe to The Preference Sheet podcast and let's explore the delectable secrets of the private chef industry together. In this episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with Leon Eck, a highly experienced chef in both private yachts and land-based settings. With over 30 years in the industry, Leon brings to the table a vibrant repertoire of captivating tales and rich experiences from his culinary career. And are we filter or from a jar? I'm guessing we're from a machine. Actually, I didn't have time to buy a five thousand dollar coffee, uh, you know, espresso <laughs> today. But because I go to Italy soon, and and I don't need a coffee machine. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So welcome to the podcast, and we've got some things we're going to discuss. We had a bit of a chat beforehand, didn't we? So we've got lots of things to to chat about. I know that you, um, we've we've been in touch for quite a long time actually haven't we probably what four four years or something like that maybe longer 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 goodness me um (laughs) golly time time whizzes by doesn't it but um but yeah we've been in we've been in touch quite quite a long time and um one of the things that we were saying beforehand was that like with the internet and you know photos and instagram and videos and conversations and messaging you almost feel like you've actually spent time with that person yet we've figured out that we'd never even had a face-to-face video call which is madness you know it happened it happened today and uh, yeah but as you say we we're seeing each other every week every third day and it seems like we are friends for a long time yeah yeah uh, so you're leon and you were telling me when because i asked about your surname didn't i leon eck Actually, ek is is uh, in English is uh, the the uh, oak the oak okay. tree. Yeah. So the family tree is actually our is the oak tree. Yeah, quite literally. <laughs> so you're from Sweden, or you're from where are you from? Uh, actually, I'm I'm uh, I'm born in Spain in Gran Canaria. My father was a businessman. I oh. pop up there because my mother and he they, we lived in Gran Canaria. Uh, Las Palmas uh, on that time and I were I, I lived there for till I was four or five years in the star I feel I'm gonna move to Spain the day when I feel for and it's very very soon and mm. Palm York as I wish to open up a restaurant because some of my friends is already there and then I feel that that is the location the best wow. for us chefs so you think you'll end up in Spain with a restaurant one day in Gran Canaria no, not the Grand Canal, but Palma. I like Palma, yeah. the island. So lots of people ask me, where do you live? Nowhere. Yeah. Why? Because I moved out from my previous relation, 20 years in Moscow. Yeah. I have two kids. Yeah. So I moved out from there and, and suddenly I just, uh, when I'm free, when I'm not working on a yacht, uh, because I, I, when you work on a yacht, you have free accommodation. Yes. You on board. Which yeah. is 
us so you can save some money. Right. Well, I'm, I've got a few questions I would like to ask you, if that's all right. You're a private chef and you predominantly work on super yachts. From 2016, I've been working until, uh, according to my CV and my resume, I've been mm. tons of restaurants, open restaurants, own restaurants around the world. And, and uh, <clears throat> I, I, I educated actually in Sweden in 1986, uh, culinary, three years culinary school, and then all those restaurants until I came to, to, to Moscow. And when Moscow, Russia, fortunately, uh, the ruble crashed, a good friend um, uh, who was already in the field, in the yachting industry, organized the job in, in, the, in Russia on a yacht. So I took the job, uh, a few, a couple of thousand dollars. I just took the, you know, low pay because I was new in the industry. Yeah. I was happy to start somewhere. And uh, from there, one ship up to 13 or 14 today. So you went, you've, you've been in and out of the restaurant industry, and then that's how you got your sort of your first foot in the door, so to speak. Now, back then, because if I take my mind back a lot further to, well, I don't know, maybe 19, uh, uh, 1992, 93, something like that. When I, when I got my first role, there was no, there weren't any um, requirements regarding sort of, uh, you know, medicals, or, uh, you know, safety training or, uh, or even actually even culinary degrees or ships, cook certificates. We didn't have any, any no. of that back then. We didn't have anything else. It was just a case of taking your CV and rocking up to the boat, ringing the doorbell with your portfolio yeah. and your arm. I remember that. What was the situation when you first, so you got your first job on a yacht in 2016, which was the first one. What were the requirements in your situation and location what were the requirements back then for you it was actually in russia it was on the, in the in the black sea and um we requirements i have to think now but i i i don't think i had as much of requirement because it's Russian rules bypass lots of other international rules. Yeah, conversation I, for another day. <laughs> oh my gosh, I think, I don't know, I just went in there, I mean, met the captain through my very good friend, as I said, and, and yeah. hello, want to work, okay, I worked for a couple of months, and, and, and I think that was it, because I didn't went to any place, no, I didn't have anything, but after, my second, all those NG1, SDCW, all those certificate you have to have. Many people say, but, but you're too old to start yachting. I mean, um, but uh, I felt that this was a plan B, really, to get out of Russia. But then I could have income in fiat money. I mean, mm. dollar, euro. Or, so that was really, and I, I felt that there is actually... We are not too old to do anything in life if we have mm. and we have we are glad we are happy to do some certain things and i've been cooking my whole life as i have it as a hobby yeah. and my profession you were in the bahamas weren't you where you were on the last yeah. trip it's so yeah it's so crazy i mean i was on ella one week they, they flew me from from the agent flew me from uh, sweden uh, to Bahamas and one charter after another was cancelled. We were located 
in 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 Fort Lauderdale, actually. And uh, Captain, every second day, he said, "No, the charter is cancelled. The charter is cancelled because they call mm. COVID." But the 28th of uh, December, uh, a couple of days before New Year's Eve, we, he said, "We had to go to Bahamas and pick up all the provisioning from another yacht, which got the ships to got COVID." So they have to cancel. They're already booking over there. Has to cancel. So we rush to Bahamas. This is crazy. <laughs> Bahamas. Eight o'clock in the morning. Enter the port. Captain and all food was on 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 on, on the uh, what is it? Uh, right in front of us. We just rushed oh, on the dock. On the dock, and and we knew that the the clients, twelve people will arrive at noon, 12 o'clock, after three hours. We oh, my goodness. Cook. I didn't know what to cook. I saw lots of frozen fish, uh, good quality, all uh, excellent quality food. Rush in there, put it in places, and then a, a client came. And we, we, we sailed for seven days. It was the best people, first of all, with great attitude. Yeah. from Hawaii. And then I'm just cooking every day something put the menu on the piece of paper and the sheets to presented it and everybody was happy. It was a brilliant. We talk about requirements, you know, we talk about requirements for the, for the job and in qualifications and in, in, uh, in certificates and this sort of thing. But in actual fact, there isn't a single, you know, qualification uh, or certificate that prepares you for being the kind of human being that you need to be for that role, which is thinking on your feet being able to literally 360 and being able to adapt to whatever the situation is. See the panic uh, behind the scenes because mm. we have that service, right? So yeah. And we did that. And uh, whatever situation we are in, we they shouldn't understand that. We shouldn't see that. I don't know. You asked me about Bahamas, but I have a, after this charter, which was... Uh, well paid. We uh, captain came uh, with a bunch of money with the uh, tips because that week made them so happy. Mm. Never had so much tip and bonus any in my whole life. After the story here, which uh, people should uh, hear. So what what happened? It was in the pandemic, middle of the pandemic. Mm. Uh, Europe, America was almost closed. I mean, it was more or less a few flights was going on, but not much and so on and so forth. I stepped up my that yacht for seven after seven days. And I had my old captain from a year ago. He called me in. He was in Bahamas mm. port. Mm-hmm. So he asked me to come and cook for him. So I did. So he sent in a, a, a taxi. I did not interact with any people. I stepped off inside the taxi. The taxi took me to the to his yacht. I stepped in and he said, "You, we can't sleep together uh, two by two, which normally crew does. Each crew has his own or her own room. But the owner wants not us to, to have a, a, a COVID. So... Uh, he said, uh, 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 from the hospital uh, in Bahamas, in Nassau, a girl is coming and check you, and you sleep, I bring you food, someone bring you food, put outside your door, and you have food uh, 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 and water. Next mm-hmm. morning, Captain called me in panic. Leon, you have COVID. Out. Oh, no. 
I got COVID from nowhere. He threw me out. He's a good friend of mine. This is not friendship. This is just business. Out, yeah. out, out. I was standing <laughs> with one, my, my suit, my, my backpack. I had a, you know, toothbrush and, and a few underwear and a t-shirt. That's it. So he said, out, go out. out. So I, what, <laughs> what's this? I didn't have any insurance as well because I thought I should be insured while working. I was literally on two feet in Bahamas alone having so, COVID. Oh my goodness. So but you were stuck. So you couldn't interact with anybody. No, you were stuck in the marina in no man's land with no. Exactly. So I, I didn't know what to do. I was first I got scared, but then I found an Airbnb somewhere, went in there and actually the COVID thing didn't hit me at all. I felt yeah. even so I just I was just plus I was just COVID the, the, the fifth day, the sixth day I was negative. It ran out of my body, and I called my captain. Can I come back? Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> These stories are absolutely. I mean, just that's the other thing as well. Is yeah. there's there's nothing. You know, what qualification do you do to prepare you for that? There's none. There's none. No, it's, no. it's life and experience that prepares you for that. But I get it completely. <laughs> so you went straight back on, and then what happened after that? With, and then with, yeah, I start work for for my old. Uh, actually, we had Maria Carey and in and her family for we were cruising, and uh, so we did the cruise, and uh, it was a lovely, very interesting. Right, I've got some more questions for you. So let's see. So you mentioned before that you've been cooking all your life, and cooking was a hobby, and then you turned it into your in your turned your passion into your profession. What is your earliest memory of cooking? Uh, sort of when I say cooking I mean you know maybe cooking a meal or something like that what did you cook and who was it for they're very very early the, the memory I have I was five years old six years old on that we uh, returned to, back to Sweden from from Spain and my my dad ha was a businessman all kind of business and uh, but he had a passion for food he mm. always was cooking always cooking and he i stayed beside and, and helped him and 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 the best thing i could help him with was to taste everything yeah yeah, yeah. handy yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i actually one of my trademark is taste artist yes oh, yes yeah. so that stems from when you were six years old yeah the taste I, artist at six years old exactly but he cooked what he cooked he said Pancakes, Swedish thin pancakes, you can't eat sitting on the table. Why? Because you should sit with a knife and fork. Nope. Because the moment that the, the thin pancake, the moment it leaves the black cast iron pan, it becomes cold and the, the taste change. Eaten two seconds after it leaves the pan with a little bit whatever you want, but if ever it was a ice cold, thick slice of butter real good butter and a little bit sugar to yeah. cut this he bought a half kilogram of black caviar and i remember i was eating that with it with a soup spoon oh. and he said hey hey little man no soup spoon take a teaspoon okay <laughs> <laughs> okay so you have expensive tastes from early on then oh, yeah, yeah. soup spoons in the caviar yeah Okay. One of my other questions is, uh, we've actually pretty much already answered, but it was, have you always been a chef or did you have a change of direction in your career? So that's something we haven't actually touched on. Have you always been a chef 
or have you done I, other things? Yeah, I, I felt that was my thing. And uh, the food and, you know, all these elements, smell, hearing, when you eat, uh, you know, uh, taste, uh, it, it's attract me so much. I, I had been a chef since I left my home when I was 16, I think, seven. Mm. Then I, I just, actually, I was in England. I was in Harrogate. Okay. So my One of my first jobs, I went to Harrogate in England and opened up a restaurant. And uh, and and then my that's why my Instagram account is called Chef Leon Journey. My life is a journey, and I'm all over. I mean, he, he can say, "You pop up in Stockholm. You pop up in in Moscow. You are in, now in Rome. You are now in Bahamas." Mm -hmm. It's important for for people who 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 thinks I'm on vacation because I I I I publish nice picture and they say. Mm -hmm. oh, or you are so lucky you're there and you don't do anything. You drink cocktails on the beach. Uh-uh, I'm working my ass. Yeah, it's, um, I think that's really important, like a really important message for, for people coming into the industry. You get to experience things that many people will never have the opportunity to experience. However, the, the, the work ethic required is like no other. I think I have a very good, um, without you asking the question, uh, I can read through your lines, uh, is that for young people today, I, I've seen, I heard, I, 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 I noticed that there's a lot of young people who, who for example, chefs, mm -hmm. they, they go out through the, you know, a short program, culinary program, whatever, and then they want to become a chef. Chef, you, you, you don't become a, a, a culinary uh, chef just in, 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 like that. Boom. Mm. Work your ground. You need to build your solid foundation. Mm. No house is built without a good foundation. So have the walls and the roof stay for millions of years. When I was young, we were working hard. I was, I mean, we worked many hours. We were thrilled. We, we were schooled in a hard way and were no even discussion about money or extra money or, or race. We, yeah. that was, it was work. We learn and get the skills for young people that please do your ground first and then mm. ask the money because the money will come to you if you do the right thing. You've got to sort of, it's almost like earning stripes. Um, but but it's not for anybody else. It's for yourself, because in order to be, you know, competent, confident and be able to deliver instead of finding yourself in a situation where you're completely out of your depth, there's an element of um, sort of crossover within that, because I think sometimes it's good to find ourselves just slightly out of our depth because then it helps us learn and build and grow. Cool. So if you could cook with ingredients from any country, where would it be and why? I'm very into Asian food. I love the fermentation. I love the the taste, the flavor, which has been created through thousands of years in Asia. And you do a, you do a lot of lunches on the beach, I think. Yeah, it's it's, it's like we're um, happening for the charter. So we have a program. So we have a setup on board. On my last ship, bought the whole thing, you know, parasol, the whole set, uh, table on the beach. Uh, and what we did twice per week for charter people. Can you imagine they have lunch or dinner when the sunset is setting down? Mm. 
that is so romantic. And yeah. you have a chef in front of you cooking, and mm -hmm. it's fabulous. What was the last culinary course or qualification that you did? This is a, this is a very, very good question. Um, I talked to my coming uh, new project, my coming <clears throat> captain uh, yesterday, and one of my requirements uh, before signing a contract was exactly what you say. And I, I, I say to all my young, uh, you know, everybody says, oh, you, you have so much experience. Yes, I have do lots of experience, but I'm not better than you. I just have more, more uh, culinary history. But I'm never fully learned. Lots of always learning. And I have, I, I met on, on, um, on Instagram, if Italian guy, he lives actually in, in France now, and he makes the best pizza dough. I can't do, I'm not a baker, oh. but I'm a chef. I want to do that pizza and see how fluffy, I can see how crispy, I can see how good, but he's been working years for that recipe. And he, I'm gonna go to him and take the course with him. He does, I want to do the best pizza you can ever do in, the, in your life. Um. So let's see. Oh, here's a good one. Um, but you've you've probably already answered some of this in, to an extent. But um, what is the? Sorry, um, I have more stories. I I know I know, and I can see us doing this again. Don't worry. Um, there's there's no way we can cram it all into one session. It's impossible. The aside from your recent si uh, situation, but what's the sort of the most funny, frustrating thing that has happened to you whilst cooking for someone? Oh. Um, actually, that was, I have a friend, I was working in Paris, uh, in France, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we earn four or five hundred euro per month, uh, that's it, a small apartment where we lived and said for a year, year and a half, so we had very small income. So what we did, we started our first company and we call it the guest cooks we visited uh, 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 people at home and cooked mm. for them in their kitchen our free time we had one day free time so we had a 10 in a very dominant home mm. golden diamonds all over we uh, there were a nice server with white gloves you know and we and we forgot one dish and it was actually um it was a, a piece of the veal sweetbread and we forgot about it but it was on the menu we need to find that sweetbread he rushed out because he spoke french i start cooking i start serving one dish and the second dish and we had like seven eight small dishes fourth dish so he came with a frozen solid sweetbread we need to do that small dish we, we didn't know how to use the microwave, but it's, it sounded plain and it came out soft. And then we, we made that salad, whatever. And they said it was the best, whatever sweet bread salad they ever had in my life. And we were sweating the last di dinner we have. They're gonna send back all the, all the plates. Oh my goodness. But what, um, what, what do you like to do with your own time, with your time off? So, and uh, so what I do in my free time, rest. Sleep. Sleep. <laughs> no, no, I need only one or two days. Three days, I've been in Sweden three, four days. I'm fine, back again, uh, mentally. And, and I visit restaurants, 
places, food, cook at home. Cook. Yeah, if I'm in Italy or Europe somewhere, I go to the small bars and try to pick up some new good. And I always when I, that's actually interesting thing. Always when I go to restaurant, I try to communicate with the chef. If somebody, you know, came to you, a young chef, and they came to you and said, I, I, I want to get into private chefing on a yacht, what, was the, what would be the first thing that you'd tell them? Uh, there's, I don't know if you, to answer you, but there's lots of chefs out there through all my captains. Uh, we shouldn't be out there. We shouldn't go into this um, industry because they, they fail. When the stress kicks in, when the, you know, uh, it, it's, it, it's, it's really hard. Um, so you have to be confident with yourself and, and uh, you have to, to really understand it's there out there, there's a stressful environment, but you have to handle that. If you're not, that it's not this is not uh, for you. But I would say focus, as I said before, focus and do good training and good and work for good chefs, have a small salary and tell the chef, I want to learn. One of the things, again, the limitations that people put, you know, that, that put in the way for themselves is they want to get out there and, you know, rightly or wrongly, earn the big bucks, get the great jobs. They want to do that straight away, but there's a stepping stone in between. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you've, you've sort of, you've really highlighted it there yeah. with, with your advice. They have to take that stepping stone. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's important because it's, it's, it's so many things can happen there. And uh, as you said, as we went through so many um, points today, uh, when, when those things happen and suddenly you don't have any planning, you have to just come up in two seconds to do that. If you're not yeah. for that, you are out. Totally. You don't know. You, your, you know, your brain collapse and all those. Yeah, I would say uh, for those young people that don't be scared. Go home and cook and, and things, do things and, 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 uh, and learn yourself. I, yeah. I much learned myself many years uh, before I start my culinary school. Um, and we never stop, you know, we never stop. There's, and, and there will, and I think you said something before as well, um, which that stuck in my mind as well, is there's, there, there are, again, these, these self-limitations that we, that we create for ourselves. I'll never be good enough. I won't be as good as that person. But you said something that, that um, struck a chord with me and you said, I'm not necessarily better than you or have more knowledge than you. I just have more experience. Exactly. Um, mm. And that doesn't doesn't get get that stress because he or she has to prove something. But I said, I'm not better than you. We are all born naked and (laughs) I just have a little bit more experience. Well, one more question. Um, Do you have a favorite uh, cooking or, or chef quote? Tick tick. <laughs> Thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what would that be? Probably I already said that. Uh, yeah. Today, take your time and learn your 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 homework, and uh, don't be afraid. Uh, nothing is wrong. All the failure we do, we learn from our failures, yeah. and uh, and uh, continue experimenting. That's, that's yeah. And you're just now sort of um, not in limbo, but you've got a little bit of time off before your next 
voyage, your next part, the next part of your journey. And it would be amazing to catch up with you, you know, maybe in a couple of months or something, do this again, yeah, see where you're up to, see how it went. I want to hear about the pizza qualification <laughs> if you end up doing it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it would be great. And um, I feel like I know you so much more now. So now the only final thing is to meet in person, whether that actually happens or not. I don't know. But um, thank you so, so much. Yeah, I think it will too. Yeah, I think it will too. Um, it, it will happen. It will. And I have tons of other interesting stories um, happening, which uh, might, you know, people love to hear. Yeah. We take that a part two. Yeah, we will. We'll do a part two for sure. Well, look, um, good good luck with all your with your plans moving forward because I know that it's quite a sort of a an interesting sort of busy period of time for you right now between where you are now with your next your next journey, the next part of your journey. So I'm looking forward to hearing about that. But thank you so much. I've really really appreciated all your insight, and I think it will be really invaluable for somebody else you know thinking about coming into the into the yachting industry all of these things it adds layers and layers and layers so brilliant thank you so much thank you alison and um, hello to everyone from sheffield <laughs> <laughs>another tantalizing episode of the preference sheet i hope you enjoyed this peek into the world of private chefs don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and remember the industry is always evolving and the preference sheet will be here to keep you in the know i'm your host ali challoner jones thank you for tuning in